What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across some multiverses and phantoms that we love to talk about the movies and TV shows that accompany those universes. Today is a very special day. First of all, me, Ethan Wenseloff, am hosting the episode. You always know it's a fantastic day when Ben Rayside is not on the panel because last time he wasn't on the panel, we got to talk about a peak film, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. It's been a while. It's been a while, so you know that with Ben Rayside not here, we are also talking about a peak film. That's right, the Marvels. And by we, I mean not just me, but also Mr. Micah Hat. Micah, how are you doing today? I might just wait here and... Let time pass. Mm. Because I wish I passed on the Marvels. Oh. Dude. Yeah. So buns. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to get into the Marvels in the later half of the show. We'll also be getting into Loki. Today, we're just going to mainly hit on the recent MCU news because it's been a lot. There's been writer strikes going on. uh, Release dates shifted. uh, Projects canceled. And then, of course, we had the Marvels come out which we'll we'll dive into that. And then Loki, Loki season two, and maybe the series is done. So we're going to get to dive in. Character is done. We're going to get to dive into all of that. So let's grab our sling rings and head over to the Marvel cinematic universe. Glorious purpose. Carol Danvers. Prodigal child of the Milky Way. Nick Fury. My favorite one-eyed man of intrigue. How goes it out there? Uh, you know, cold, no air, space. All of existence is in grave danger. The TVA is gone. Yes, we are here to talk about the current state of the MCU and no one better than the Micah to do it with me. But Micah, just briefly, how are you feeling about the current state of the MCU right now? No, no spoilers for any of the projects. Yeah, of course. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that has been coming out recently, uh, more than the first time this came out. I remember uh, a couple of years ago, people were like, there's way too much Marvel going on. There's too much stuff. I'm having superhero fatigue. There's just too many shows to catch up on. I mean, 2021, right? Had, what four shows 2022 last year 2020 had a lot yeah Yeah. tons of stuff coming out and uh, i think it's really starting to show that they have no quality control going on i mean here uh there there was a tweet by brandon davis of phase zero that came out today and he said there are post-credit scenes that are exciting but the mcu has made them harder to trust uh, and he lists a bunch of these uh, post-credit scenes that we haven't had payoffs for yet. There's Blade and Dane's payoff from Eternals. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Harry Styles as Eros, also, also from, Eternals. Yeah. Charlize Theron as Clea from uh, Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness. Of Madness. Yeah. Shang-Chi with the Avengers from, was that She-Hulk or was that... I don't remember where that was from. Shang-Chi, that was from Shang-Chi. That was from Shang-Chi, was okay. Bruce Banner and Captain Marvel. Yeah, okay. Okay. With Captain Marvel, okay, well then where where did Captain Marvel and Shang-Chi go? That, that was never paid off. There was Venom and Spider-Man from, from Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home, right? There was Brett Goldstein's Hercules from, where's Hercules in? Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. There's the Marvel's post credit scene, which we'll be talking about later today, but there's so many things going on, and it's so hard to 
care about them now mm -hmm. when they're just putting a carrot in our face and saying, oh, look, look, it's Harry Styles. You know him from like One Direction and Dunkirk and like There's all this cool troll stuff. guy, Pip the Troll, throw that in there. Yeah, Pip the Cool. Like, yeah. okay, uh, we haven't seen anything from Eternals in like, what has it been, 22 projects? Yes, yeah, yeah. I love how you said like the quality control needs to... They need to tighten up the story more to get us involved because right now the big problem it's been a problem especially uh apparent since secret invasion but it's been a problem forever mm -hmm. where there's just too many characters going on that we don't care about and they keep adding more and i think the, the first time we really saw this was falcon and the winter soldier mm -hmm. when that show happened and by the end of that show they just decided oh yeah sam wilson is captain america which is what happened at the end of endgame so, they haven't even said Captain America since then. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. True. So it, it it very much feels so spread out. But with that, we can talk about the writer strike mm. and the SAG after strike. Those are officially over. Things are rolling back into motion. And Micah, we got some new release dates for these we projects. Do. do have those yes. ready to go. All right. So Deadpool 3 new release date is July 26, 2024. That's all the Marvel movies coming out 2024. 2024, we get There's one Echo, movie. Uh, coming out in 2024. Uh, we have What If later mm -hmm. this year. I think, uh, think X-Men 97. X-Men 96, 97? 97. 97, yeah. yeah, that's coming out soon. Uh, but no release date on it yet, right? Yeah, no sure. release date on What If, no release date on X-Men 97. We have Captain America Brave New World coming out February 14th, 2025. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which so there will be a big gap between projects deadpool yeah. 3 july february for the next Which, one as as we're we're saying we're and we're going to dive into later this is very much a good thing mm. marvel needs to slow down take a break pumping a lot out and we felt it uh other fans have felt it and a lot of people have just stopped watching altogether so this this year break definitely is a good idea mm. i know leadership changes have been talked about like crazy people are asking kevin feige to step down more than ever before which is crazy because he he's, he's been so integral to the i mean everyone says he's like the godfather of all this that's going on and if he's the one that everyone's saying get off the horse then yeah, and right after his debut as a Lego minifigure. I know. He's in the Avengers Tower Lego <sighs> set, and they're, we're going to boot him out. But I don't, I'm not worried about Kevin Feige losing his job, but he's definitely got to get things under wraps because I, I do think a lot of this goes into Bob Iger or Bob Chapek, whichever Bob was running Disney at the time. They really wanted to push Disney Plus and really wanted to push these shows out. And I feel like most of the fatigue is coming from the shows. Yeah. But with that being said, the movies aren't the best either mm. right now. Definitely not. Yeah. So we've got a couple more projects that are released dates. Fantastic Four, May 2nd, 2025. There were rumors that uh, Thursday we were going to get the cast list. We still haven't gotten that yet. Um, but we did get. Uh, a word from director Matt Shackman Shack yeah. saying that his upcoming MCU entry, Fantastic Four, will take an improvisational approach to filming after his experience working on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That kind of gets me nervous because Marvel has had too many improv movies that were just 
all fun and no lore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, we just totally. we just reviewed Thor Ragnarok the other day, and we said, you know, it, it's funny. There's some funny stuff, but script wise, it wasn't advancing the story like we would have wanted it to. It's right. not. And I don't. It's not Thor. I don't want the improv thing to scare you specifically because yes we felt it with Thor Ragnarok, but also that the very first Iron Man movie was very much it was, improv yeah. and that turned out great. But the thing is with the X-Men coming up and Fantastic Four coming up, the Thunderbolts, right? Blade, my favorite guy, Daredevil, all these mm. characters coming in. I really just want, I want them to handle it. Like patience was something that we really had to learn in the MCU early on. We're doing our Marvel movie marathon. So we know what eggs and seeds were planted that we had to be excited for. And we mm -hmm. had to wait years for it's cool now to go binge them. And it's very rewarding to binge it. But yeah, we had to wait many, many years for a lot of these things to pay off. And I just hope Marvel gets back to that, get back to the patience of it because I don't, I don't want instant gratification, which it feels like they're trying to do with a lot of this stuff. Like, uh, it's just there are some whatever we know Kamala Khan is a mutant and maybe there are more mutant ties in that movie I just don't want them to hit the gas and throw the mutants at us when if they just told the story right it could be the mutants are one of the coolest characters in all of comics and such a large group too yeah such they're hugely important so you hate for them to rush through that mm -hmm. yeah uh, next two movies we, we only have two more release dates we got Thunderbolts July 25th 2025 and Blade mm. pushed out to November 7th 2025 that was supposed to come out this year wasn't it yeah yeah wow they must be I mean even Marshall I think Ali, 2024 maybe uh, yeah, he, I remember uh, they Marshall Ali who was like, "Yeah, guys, this the script is buns. We gotta we gotta restart this thing, man." There, there have been a lot of reports floating around. There was recently a Variety article that was dropped where a lot of the stuff said in that article has turned out to not be very true, which really sucks because Variety is typically very reliable. But there was a claim that they were going to bring back. Tony and Nat for a future Avengers film. They were going to re revive them from the dead, which really would feel like Marvel Ooh. scraping the like, man, what, what do we do? We, we have no idea what to do. Let's let's just bring back these characters. Well, I really and, defile this grave for money. Yeah. We, yes. <laughs> which essentially was what Avengers Endgame was. They just went back to the first Avengers. So they've already yeah. played that card. And then uh, which they was said cool once. I don't know if they're going to play it again. There are rumors that Dr. Doom's going to be the main villain going instead forward of Kang, instead yeah. of Kang we'll have to see where that goes especially after the Loki season two finale which we'll get into later um and there were a lot of claims that this Blade script had like four different iterations and that Blade was like a a third fourth tier character in his own movie we don't know we don't know if any of this stuff is true a lot of it is throwback to, to, not to Blade be true. Tr Trinity yeah Blade where Trinity. he wasn't even a main character <laughs> no. he was like the third role Jessica Biel and uh, Ryan Reynolds <laughs> took the stage in that yeah. one uh, real quick on Captain America Brave New World we had a uh, uh, a report that three major sequences will be cut mm. with reshoots apparently happening from January to May now this is the one with Harrison Ford as reportedly Red Hulk right mm -hmm. What is going on over there? What I mean, that that's good that they're reshooting and that they're recognizing. Okay, that things aren't that great, uh, but oh, man, there there's a lot going on in, in the MCU there is, uh, and behind the scenes, and I'm hoping it all turns out well. Um, but we'll we'll just have to wait till 2025. And still, uh, you know, I'm I'm the most scared about this. Ethan, 
there's been no word on El Muerto. Supposed to be releasing. No update to the release date since 2024. I think they canned El Muerto. I think Bad Bunny came out no, and said they were done with that. So dude, it's 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 gonna stay on my release radar. Hold on to, to January Morbius 12th, too. 2024, guys. Get ready for that. But, no uh, word on Madam Web. We do have word on uh Venom 3, correct? Venom 3, yeah. Uh what was the word on Venom 3? Wait, yeah. They gave us a release date, did they not? There was a release date on Venom 3. Venom 3 is releasing November 8th, 2024. Which is w- weird that they gave us that release date. They didn't confirm anything with like Craven the Hunter, Madam Web, Beyond the Spider Verse, but they gave us the Venom Three release date. Mm-hmm. Very strange to me that they would push that instead of something else. I don't know if that means that Craven's still sitting on August thirtieth. Uh, Beyond the Spider Verse, we know, is no longer on March 29th. so we have no idea when those are coming out. Micah, with the, with the upcoming MCU slate. Uh, being revealed and the release dates we're seeing and all the reshoots going into play. What what project are you most excited for coming down the pipeline, if any? Is there one that you can grab onto and go, Well, I can't wait for this? I have been watching a bit of a, a cool show. Ethan, Ethan, I've been watching Daredevil, the yes, Netflix show, now on Disney+. Plus, and uh, I'm almost done with season one. It's pretty good. I wish I watched it earlier, and uh, I guess with that, I'm excited to see Echo. Uh, Echo is going to be the next project with Charlie Cox, Daredevil, right? Yes. And uh, the trailer dropped not too long ago. We haven't talked about that on the podcast, and it looks amazing. We just saw Killers of the Flower Moon uh, mm-hmm. in theaters. That's the Martin Scorsese peak cinema, right? He loves Marvel movies, and you know all this. Uh, he loves the coaster ride that they yeah, are. Yeah, of course. And he says it's peak cinema. So I'm excited to see what kind of story. Uh, the MCU can tell strangely similar to, I, I wonder if there are some jabs at killers of the flower moon and echo. Cause it's like a, it's a, a, a native American story, right? Right. I saw some, uh, some cool, I'm hoping there's, there's a little, little space in That's there. That's what the creators had in mind when they crafted echo. They're exactly. Like, We're going to bash one of the, the best filmmakers of all time with, with this, with this project. Exactly. Speaking I, of spice, can't wait for Dune too. A little side <laughs> note. <laughs> yeah. Echo was uh, initially, Eight episodes. They trimmed it down to five. They're going to release all five same day. TVMA. TVMA. Yeah, that's a good First thing. First Disney it Plus out. show to be TVMA. Same with Blade. Blade's gonna. Blade's for sure going to be rated R, and Deadpool three also rated R. So seems like they're which doesn't imply that they're going to be good, but it implies oh. that they'll take a more mature right. Right. Approach. I don't know about just it, but. mature approach doesn't mean it's good. I mean, I've seen Luke Cage's Luke Cage's later seasons. Those aren't necessarily Punisher good. season two. Punisher season two Bones. wasn't the best, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Daredevil: Born Again also going to be TVMA. So okay. we'll see. Uh, that's my most excited project coming up down the pipeline. Daredevil: Born Again. Really excited to hear that uh, Kevin Feige saw the first few episodes and said this isn't working completely retooled everybody they brought in the uh the punisher creators to help make that which they they crafted a really good first season of the punisher so i'm excited about that what we're gonna see daredevil is very much very special to me so i'm excited to see what's coming with him but micah any anything else before we we slip into the marvels yeah lots of daredevil three news so we got the release date right Deadpool um, three Deadpool 3, yep. Mm-hmm. Deadpool 3 is releasing, uh, as a reminder, July 26th, which is the 11th anniversary of the Wolverine movie. Pretty sick. Um, 
uh, according to uh, I forgot who said it, but fifty uh, percent done with filming, guys. Mm. It's almost it, it. So there's still quite a bit to go. Uh, I, I, it, they were filming right when the writer strike happened, and then they all went off set. So they've got quite a bit of work to do on that. Dogpool is confirmed. Did you see that? I did see that, that. stupid yeah. little dog in the Deadpool costume. Sick. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah. Looking forward to, to Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds and, and, um, yeah, they're, they're hyping it up. Yeah. A lot of rumors going around about Deadpool three. We, uh, we got movies all up in Hugh front Jackman's of us. going to be cool. Characters that might be in it. Yeah. Hugh Jackman's for sure in it. Mobius and Miss Minutes are rumored to rumored. be in it. That'll be really Taylor cool. Taylor Swift rumored to be in it as what, like the sparkler Which, or something. I mean, we just saw, we just watched Deadpool two for the podcast and they, they have celebrity cameos in that. Yeah. And it would have been really upset or upsetting if they hyped those up going into it because Brad Pitt's sequence in Deadpool 2 very much like like Ben missed it for oh, yeah. a marathon. Ben didn't even see it. That's how quick it was. It would be cool if there were a lot of blink and you miss it cameos that are a lot of movies like like for example the Barbie movie, John Cena wasn't even credited. He was there yeah. as a as a merman. <laughs> Just little cameos like that would be sick and um uh, I remember there was a tweet that uh, they that uh, I think it was Matt Shake Shackman put out, and he was no oh, no no that's the Fantastic Four whatever the guy's name is, the director he said Sean Levy Sean Levy yeah he was like yeah people are just jumping at the opportunity to be a cameo in Deadpool three and uh, it, it, this this seems like it's going to be what we thought quantum mania was going to be for the, the phase five. We thought that quantum mania was going to be like the kickstart to this Kang dynasty to this like whole new Thanos arc that's going to go on. And uh, it didn't really pan out. I mean, spoiler alert, Loki season finale confirmed that that Kang died. So what? <laughs> um, so I, we're thinking that Deadpool three is going to start off this kind of, kind of reboot the, plot for phase five mm-hmm. or is this phase six i don't this, even know anymore this is phase five phase five okay yes. we still have looks like um phase four ended with wakanda forever thunderbolts is gonna end yep. phase five yep um micah the marvels what do you what did you think about the michael well, michael what was the marvels about well i've seen uh, what happened in the marvels marvels is the the greatest cinema cinematic accomplishment of the past 400 years according to disbussing film Mm, this busing <laughs> film yeah uh you know every, every day we stray further from god's light and towards scorsese's quote of uh the cinema amusement park that the mcu is but let, let, let me just bounce back with that right now what are amusement parks micah what are they they're, they're, roller coast, they're fun they're fun <laughs> oh yeah you know what this is more like a fair where you go and there's a bunch of kitty rides like a little merry-go-round yeah and uh you got on and you're like oh this will be the shortest merry-go-round ride of my life th- this is the shortest merry-go-round of the mcu in the marvel cinematic universe an so, hour and 45 guys it'll, this will feel really really quick right <laughs> it was not quick just so you guys know um this is the shortest, just a little bit longer than Morbius, <laughs> which is a movie I would have rather watched than the Marvels. Uh, guys, should we get into spoiler territory? Yeah, so that, full, if you even spoilers care. for the Marvels right now. The Marvels is a cinematic disaster. It is a film that I don't, I, it, it cringes me to say the word film. I never thought that it would take the direction that it took. 
Ethan, how long was this movie supposed to be before they trimmed it down? I think the rumors said it was about two hours and 30 minutes before they they cut a lot of the scenes and trimmed it down a bit. And yeah. You, you feel a lot of the the trimming going into this movie. Release the Nia DaCosta cut. I want to see how bad it was. Two and a half hours, shortened down to an hour 45. How do you cut 45 minutes from a complete movie? I, That's insane this, to me. This might just be one of those, those Catwoman or uh, Batwoman movies where Kevin Feige looked at this and he went, man, I really wish this turned out better. We spent all this money on it. Let's just trim it down. This is the me, largest uh, budget for a black woman director ever mm, for a movie. Mm. It was like, what, 200 mil? Crazy. And and this is what we get. I mean, I'm not saying it was because of the director. I'm not saying it was because... I think it was because it was just rushed. Yeah. They, it, it was a director who had the chance to get into a Marvel movie, didn't quite have a grasp on what the audience wanted, made a movie, and... Even she didn't like it, right? And, she dropped yeah. off a good month before the movie released. She was in no... Uh, I mean, part of it was because of the SAG after strike that none of the actors wanted to promote the movies. That was part of the stipulation that they couldn't promote. But even so, she had no part in the in like that last month of, mm. of the cycle. So even she knew that it was a bad movie. This movie made me cringe so much. And like... Yeah, Marvel movies, people say, oh, yeah, this one was bad. This one had, oh, you know, he's right behind me, isn't he? And, oh, you know, all these stupid little Marvel <laughs> lines. This movie actually had those stupid Marvel-esque that people make fun of Marvel movie for. They, like, it's unexcusable how awful the dialogue is, how awful the action is. There are some cool parts, but I mean, like, okay, if we had to say one good thing, I would like the, uh, I, I like the, the Marvel switching parts, how uh, they use their powers too much. And then there's the gimmick of they switch. That's cool. They, they could have fun in theory. Yeah. yeah. Fun in theory. They write it off at the end as just like, Oh yeah. yeah. Like Miss Marvel literally says, Oh yeah. Yeah. By the way, we don't switch anymore. And the way it's introduced is really cheap too. Mm -hmm. the way that they bring the narrative. So yeah, that, that's a good way to circle into what this movie Literally is about. Literally the whole plot this is movie, in the trailer. This movie focuses on, on three different female leads that we've met in various different ways. We got, of course, Captain Marvel, who mm -hmm. we, we met between Infinity War and Endgame. We got her solo film, which is actually coming up on the marathon. So stay tuned for that. Uh, she was in Endgame. Right, and then with she was her cut, with her cut hair, her and now her hair, hair is is grown back after in, what a year. Yeah, she was in Shang Chi. So we have Captain Marvel's the lead of this film. Then we got Monica Rambeau, who, as she says in this movie, walked through a hex. She in said it three times. Yes, and got powers somehow. Somehow Palpatine returned, and then we got Miss Marvel, who. I would argue is probably my favorite of the three leads in this movie. Oh, definitely. Yeah, she. Uh, uh, she has the most fun out there. She's I like her little quirk of, mm -hmm. oh, Captain Marvel, I finally get to meet you. And it's so cool. Right. And, like Kamala yeah, Khan. That's cool. I liked her show. By... Her show wasn't too bad. Uh, out of the Marvel shows, I'd right. say that's one you probably shouldn't skip because it's got some characters. Imanzalani is very much fun in that role. You can tell like it's very much a Tom Hiddleston-esque thing where the love for the character in the universe transcends through the screen yeah. and it punches you right in the face. It's not like a 
It's not like a Samuel L. Jackson that we're getting at this point. Or even Captain Marvel. Right. Man, I feel like both uh, Sam Jackson and Brie Larson didn't want to be there. Like, there were just some parts where I was just like... And some line delivery specifically yeah. from Samuel L. Jackson, Embry Larson was like, all right, let what lunch is in 10 minutes. I got to finish this line. All right. Oh, it's the end of the scene. All right, here we go. Uh, my favorite line from Sam Jackson, though, is when, uh, so Miss Marvel, and I guess her name is Professor Marvel, whatever. Um, Monica Rambeau. Monica Rambeau's yeah. Marvel variant is. Cosmos or Phasmos or. Sure, whatever it is. They're falling out of the sky. Uh, Monica can't fly with um kamala because when she uses her power she goes light mode and can't hold things she goes like she can move through things so she can't pick her up so they're falling out of the sky kamala's like all right let me use my powers she creates a bubble around them and they're falling uh kamala's family's freaking out on the ground sam jackson's there too they're all freaking out they're all freaking out and as soon as they hit the ground they switch places with captain marvel and Captain Marvel takes their place, lands on the ground, and immediately Nick Fury's like, "Oh wait, it's just oh, it's just Carol. Oh, it's just Carol." And I, I audibly best cutaway ever. I thought, I thought that, that was, was so funny. funny. Yeah, it, I'm sure that was almost on the cutting room floor. But they were like, "Yeah, we have to have something fun in this movie. We have to have something funny." Yeah, and I love how you highlight how it just feels like all the performances are mailed in because you you've seen these actors do great things before we've seen Samuel Jackson give great performances as Nick Fury. Uh, we saw him retire in secret invasion just to return. Yes. For absolutely. No reason. What happened? What, what happened? No address. So I love that because the whole story of secret invasion is scrolls are invading the earth and scrolls want a home. And then in this movie there, there's a plot where uh, there's a, there's one of the side quests where a scroll home gets destroyed then, so the whole point is uh, the villain of the story, who I forgot what her name is, like Herman or something stupid. Uh, she's tr- Yeah, she's trying to build her home planet, which is missing sunlight, water, and breathable air. Uh, so they attack uh, the home of the scrolls to get... They, they put up a portal that sucks out all of the air into their planet. So now they have air. And then the next planet, which we'll talk about, we'll definitely talk about, has the water and then earth has the sun so they they take they try to take the sun so those are the three things that's the whole like motive the elements to, to rejuvenate to their planet mm-hmm. but yeah so the scrolls they they have this planet and uh it's taken away from them all the air is taken out and like their whole home is destroyed and they're out in space and they're all like the scrolls isn't a place it's a people or whatever it is and then they're like brie larson's like i know a guy i know a guy and then all of a sudden the Bifrost shows up and it's Valkyrie. Very, very like, oh, wow, the Bifrost can do that? And Heimdall's dad, who's doing this? Yeah, okay. <laughs> New Asgard, we'll see. The goat boat? Maybe it's the goat boat. I didn't see the goat boat. I would I, like to see that with the screaming goats. That was my favorite. I mean, we could have combined the best Marvel movies of all time, Thor, Love and Thunder, and the Marvels for a masterpiece I, of cinema. I love that you say that because we're definitely going to compare the two at the end of this. But yeah, Valkyrie shows up, takes all the scrolls, and is like... I know a place where we can get all these guys over to the home and they can have a place. I love your uh, so dumb. your Korg impression yeah. right there. Yeah. We're going to start a sort of reunion, yeah? <laughs> hey, we'll go get some infinity cones. <laughs> like, the, like this, I can't think of a, a, a reason to watch this movie again besides our Marvel Marathon in like five years or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Dude, the, yeah, it it really you really want to leave a Marvel movie and go. I am so glad I watched that. That was really not only a great experience in the theater. I had a fun time watching it. I got something out of it, but it also set up the future in a really cool way. There and, was no character arc in any of these characters that at, at the beginning of this movie, there's no like, okay, this character maybe has difficulty mm-hmm. working with the other two Marvels or something, or, um, or maybe Captain Marvel has motives of her own that she's trying to fulfill, but she can't because she keeps getting distracted by another thing. This felt like a series, uh, like a, like a sitcom TV episode where they just do things for an yeah. hour 45 and then cry for some of it, but there's no like emotion and there's it. no weight. There's no, uh, nothing that really compels you either. Cause there's still at a point where they have to get us to really like these characters. I say they did a really good job with Iman Vellani's captain or Miss Marvel in mm. her show. You really make made it, you fall in love with, Oh, this is just a kid who loves the Avengers and now she has superpowers so she can potentially be a part of the team, a very Spider-Man-esque yep. character. So I'm compelled to her in that way. But Captain Marvel, you still really have to give me that that meat for her and Monica Rambeau. We really got nothing. We but haven't seen her since WandaVision. WandaVision was what, 2021? Mm-hmm. That was such a long time ago in in like the grand scheme of projects that have come out. I mean, we we just talked about how uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we haven't heard about Captain America since I mean, it's been like 2020, 22 projects since then. It's not about time anymore. It's about what have we seen in between who's these things? Our, who's our narrative focus going forward in the MCU? And I really thought Captain Marvel would be one of those big focuses, especially in the new Avengers film and what they set her up to be. But they just really fumbled it with this movie. Mm-hmm. And I really hate this because Brie Larson is a really great actor yeah, she, I love she has her in the room she has an oscar and she has an apple tv plus show coming out that she's pretty good in. it's uh lessons in chemistry check that out if you have apple tv plus but she has this talent she has potential but because it's one of those castings where you see it and you're like wow that is really good yeah good job marvel good job and they have yet to really capitalize on that you know where else she's talented in she can sing mm. yeah uh so I was talking about the three planets, right? So there's Earth for the for the sun. There's the scroll planet for the air. There's a planet that I... It was it, it, unbelievable. It was unacceptable for Marvel standards. It's like, the, I am... It's the water planet. And we get there, and Captain Marvel's like, oh, yeah, uh, by the way, I'm the princess here. Okay, so we have a Disney princess. Only communicate in song. They only communicate in song. They are dancing and singing. And yeah, it could be fun, but why this movie? Why why are they doing this in this movie? They're singing and she like all of a sudden has this princess dress on. She's got her hair all pretty and whatever. And she's dancing around like, and then all of a sudden she's like, oh yeah, uh, we need to talk. And the prince who she is married on technicality can talk so she he can communicate. She didn't have to sing. So it retcons the whole point of having them sing in the first place. Why is this here? And then after after that line is said, that that quip never happens again. There's no singing after that. Okay. There's no like they could have had some sort of like singing fight scene that could have been cool. There could have been some sort of 
I don't know, dancing incorporated with their fighting. I don't know. Like, there's so many ways you can take a musical planet and they didn't even they didn't even do that. Like, what was the point of it at all? Their costumes, uh, I mean, I mean their, their dancing costumes were cool. I mean, it looked like a musical, but their their armor, you couldn't have told. It could have been any generic Marvel. As soon as she said the line, we need to talk, they're immediately just generic Marvel planet number three. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Can you think, so we have watched over 50 Marvel movies for our marathon Bring our grand total to probably about 70 Marvel films that we yep. have seen. Micah, is there a movie that has a side quest like this that comes to mind? Because I, I can't remember a movie that just felt so like nothing in the plot. It there, reminds me of The Last Jedi when they go to the casino yes, planet. Yeah. And like their entire plot, Finn's plot with uh, Rose, none of it mattered. They just go to the planet they this was at least a lot more of time and they leave this was more brief than that yeah yeah i mean uh the the finn plot line went through the entire movie basically until they went back to the salt planet or whatever i haven't seen last shot since theaters it's been a long time um but it, it felt like that like but the whole movie felt like that that we had no impact on the story whatsoever and even there the whole problem is like there are these cosmic rips yeah ripped in jump points which i guess can open up to the multiverse now we just keep introducing different ways of multiverse travel sure whatever and then monica rambo uh, has to close it from the other side the, of the okay inside, sure yeah so that we can have some sort of stakes and then whatever it, but did any part of you ever feel like during this movie okay this is gonna affect something going forward no, no, and, no and that's the argument to like this movie. I've seen a lot of people online, you know, like, whatever, I don't care about the noise. I love this movie. It's so much fun. It's so much whatever. But when you have a responsibility that is the MCU, why was this not just a Disney Plus special? Why was this not a no repercussions, um, werewolf by night, one off kind of like fun, like fun thing because yeah, if werewolf by night was a, a full hour and a half or two hour major motion picture that we had the expectation that this is going to affect the mcu going forward because it's a movie we i mean they even do this with star wars right star wars they do it a bit more right than even the, the mcu has been doing it recently with the sequel trilogy at least they're using characters that we have known they're using characters they're using plot lines that will affect the mc the the star wars universe they are they affect it like that's the bare minimum mm -hmm. that is the bare minimum and marvel's not doing that with cap with the marvels it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter it and that's the biggest flaw is you never want like yeah fun stuff fun stuff is very much allowed like that's why we have the I am Groot specials right I am Groot <laughs> and specifically if we're talking fun and really doesn't affect too much Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special Moon Knight too yeah. like Moon Knight was so much fun and it so far has no side connections mm -hmm. like you can do that and it's fine but when this is a two hundred million dollar movie. $200 million was spent on a movie that barely made it across the finish line. That is unacceptable. And I think it's really good that we're going to get to breathe. Um, it's a good thing and a bad thing because I leaned over to you in the theater last night and I said, Oh, you leaned over quite a few times. Yes, yeah, many, 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 many. I've leaned over to you 
more in this movie than any other movie we've seen together, I think. And that's saying something because uh, Killers of the Flower Moon was over three hours. Yeah. So there's a lot of And you didn't lean I, over at all. Right. I could have leaned a lot, but I didn't lean at that movie. But I leaned over to you at one point and I was like, wow, um, it's a good thing and a very bad thing that there will not be another Marvel movie for over a year. Yeah. Because, yeah, um, after seeing this, they definitely need to retool. But also in the eyes of all the fans, this is going to be the last Marvel movie for a year that, and this will summarize like, Oh, what's the current state of Marvel? Oh, it's this, this is the current state of Marvel. And you hate that because on the same day that this came out was an awesome finale in Loki. Mm. And Micah, do you have anything else you want to say about the Marvels? The Marvels, um, it made $8 million on Thursday night. It made $21 million on Friday. And Guys, for, that is the the absolute bottom. Like no no Marvel movie has even come close to making that. What, what 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 is closest to that? I think our biggest flop is what Punisher Warzone. Punisher Warzone made ten million dollars total. Okay, okay, so uh, it's closest right now to box office success is Howard the Duck. <laughs> Thirty seven million for Ooh. Howard the Duck right now. Uh, that is that. There's no words. The Marvels used to, I mean, not the Marvels, Marvel movies. I remember, I mean, yeah, we can, we can remember all day long how much, how successful they were, but they don't have the stakes anymore. There's no weight. There's no, but there is at the same time, because on one side of the coin, just like with Star Wars, you got the sequel trilogy. People don't really care about them. People were like, oh yeah, the 50, 50. This one with the Marvel with Marvel movies, it's more, yeah. The movies they kind of suck, and the shows they kind of suck. But also, half the movies are pretty good, and half the so, movies are half the shows are absolutely the best we've ever seen. So it's very much ever. like uh, before before Endgame. I'd say a lot of people have said this, like since Endgame happened, Marvel's really gone downhill. Yeah, and I would say. From a quality control standpoint, yeah, they have, but they've also given us some really, really great stuff mm-hmm. since Endgame, which a lot of people kind of forget about because it, it's going like this. This is our graph it's going up and down, up and down, where uh, when it was before Endgame, it was anything that came out, every fan would go see that either think, okay, that was all right, or okay, that was um, actually pretty good. But mm-hmm. now it's very much like, that was absolutely garbage or that was the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. So it, it feels like there's no, no middle ground and no room for own interpretation. Cause yeah, people liked the Marvels and uh, Rebecca being one of them. Do we want to call Rebecca over here? No, she's doing homework. Rebecca's doing homework in the corner, Micah's fiance. And we're, she watched the Marvels with us. We're trying to get her, her yeah, to come uh, over and give she, us some, so some feedback. On ben, it. ben did not watch the Marvels opening weekend or uh Thursday night or Friday night. He, uh, uh, getting out of the theater, Rebecca told me to text Ben. She said, that was literally the worst movie ever. Quote Rebecca. I'm going to text Ben and tell him not to go so he doesn't waste his money. Or time. Or time. Yeah. She didn't say that, but I would I would add that on there. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. I spent $18 to watch this because, uh, you know, I, I want to I treat the girl <laughs> to, to watching a good movie, right? And unfortunately, it was eighteen dollars wasted. 
but we got we got a good time at the theater. We did. We got content out of it, Micah. You always got to factor that. I in. I got to try out some new uh, seating arrangements. I got to sit in the front row instead of like <laughs> the the middle because I want to try some things out. You know, see if I figured. Okay, if I if I have a bad view of the screen, then at least it'll be on a bad movie. So, <laughs> well, how how was your view front row? I think it wasn't the view as much as the audio was kind of going over us, but whatever. Whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever. It's the Marvels. You know, right? it wasn't whatever though. Was the other Marvel? Mm-hmm. Th- this isn't the first time that a movie came out the same weekend as a show. Uh, we had Hawkeye come and out the Spider-Man. same weekend as Spider Man No Way Home. We've got that on the table here. Another. Uh, three similar superheroes in one movie that actually does it right. Right. And I think before we roll into Loki, there are a few things that we kind of skipped over with the Marvels. You just mentioned Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. We got the return of Kate Bishop from Hawkeye in this. And the, kind of a very a, clever post credit scene. I like it, it wasn't even a post credit scene, though. Oh, it was yeah. very much a, a stinger where out of the movie, Iman Vellani's Captain Mar- or Miss Marvel goes putting together a team. It's very like. Very ham, like you feel like it's the exact lines that uh, Sam Jackson says. It, it was very much like uh, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, the character, read that in like a book or a, a biography somewhere. That this is exactly what probably in Tony Stark's biography. Oh, yeah, she read that word for word. Like this is what Nick Fury said to Tony when he recruited him. So I'll just say that to Kate Bishop. Let me do that. It'll be so cool. And this is the first notion of the new avengers this is the first like anything that we've gotten of the young avengers or the i don't know if we're gonna do west coast avengers or whatever i mean this is east coast so i have no idea but it okay i, I left the theater <laughs> thinking okay um, that's neat yeah um definitely a better we like, have no projects confirmed with these characters no, at all no, so no, no. it doesn't make me excited at all like and what's next because Remember what I was saying about the BD thing, mm-hmm. um, how he was talking about all these post credit scenes that haven't even, we haven't even talked about them yet. Like th- there's nothing in the MCU that has even hinted against these post credit scenes. No payoffs, no planned payoffs for a lot of these guys. By the time that the Marvels or by the time that the young Avengers are going to start getting their own project, they're going to be mid thirties. Yeah. It, and it's going to be, I mean, okay, you're not very young anymore. Scar Jo was what? 25 when she started as Black Widow. 20s no idea late 20s can't confirm scarred joe iron man 2 oh whatever age age <laughs> 23 or 24 when she was cast in iron man so she's almost the age of a young, she's avenger. A young avenger right there yeah. yeah and and here we are with these the mid-credit scene if it was a mid-credit scene years ago it would have been so hype they played the X-Men themes. There was Beast there. Um, he just walks out. Monica Rambo, her actor was so bad in that scene. So her mom is there. In a lot of a, the movie. As a variant of um, Professor Marvel or whatever. So her mom isn't dead in this multiverse that she went to. And um, Beast shows up and they're like, she's really confused. She's really confused. Whatever. We're supposed to be freaking out that it's Beast. But I didn't care. Like, I love X-Men. I love Beast. I love all this stuff. And it, it, I just didn't care. And it just sucks that we don't care about these huge post-credit needle drops, these huge post-credit whatevers. Mm -hmm. And... The 
the the nerve that they have to have us sit through the post credit scenes and then through all these credits that, that were actually like very fast by the way I, I noticed that these credits were booking it man they were going so fast across the screen I'd never seen credits move that quickly just for us to land at the end with uh the with the flurgan the flurgan cats yeah meowing the, and then regurgitating the yeah, I you, hate that plot line in the movie to why and then they're playing the song from cats the musical i would have rather watched cats 2019 did you watch cats i did not watch cats it's a better movie than this <laughs> my god of time would he give the marvels on letterbox i gave it a 0.5 which is the lowest score you can do out of five um it's a, i want to know where does this fall mcu wise for where you? would this fall mcu wise let me see my mcu ranked Definitely one of the lower movies for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, my lowest MCU movie is The Incredible Hulk. I gave it a six point. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I gave it a five because it wasn't that great. I would. You got to factor in. We don't have scores for the newer stuff. Yeah, I don't have scores either. for the newer stuff. But like, if I were to put this into our marathon right now, I would definitely put it lower than a five. I would put it on the offensive tier of like Electra, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. It's not down there though. Fan four stick. It's not down there. The Punisher. I would put it at like a four, a three, three and a half. Yeah. I'll do a three and a half. Yeah. Same with the Punisher. Uh, There you go, Ben. I just didn't have fun. I didn't have fun. There were some fun parts to it. Not really. But yeah. It's a, it's the shortest Marvel movie MCU film we've ever had and it for a felt very long. It mm-hmm. did. I was checking my watch a lot and I go right there with you right now. My least favorite MCU film is Thor love and thunder. I really despise that movie. I'll have to rewatch it after this. I'm not ready to say that one of these is worse maybe than the other, we but too, maybe, you know, that was the hero. The this hero is under there. This is definitely one of my least favorite Marvel entries. And it's not even like I'm just I'm mad. I'm just really like and the I wasn't expecting a lot of this movie. Yeah, I thought the concept was cool. Like these three characters coming together. We'll see what they do. It could be cool, but no one expected the world of this. We did expect a ton from Thor 4 from Love and Thunder, and it really dropped the ball. So I'm thinking that Thor Love and Thunder is still my least favorite, but this is right right down at the bottom with that. Mm, yeah. But like anything else to say on the Marvels before we talk about the peak of Marvel right now? Not only does the movie suck, but it sucks that these actors had to go through that. That's a great point. I mean, it's it's just they have talent. They do more fire in the the oven that is the actors strike. Like the whole reason was because the writers weren't getting paid enough. And was it because of that? Was it because the writers weren't good? I mean, what what was I don't know where the right issue you hate is. to be, uh, you know, shoe boxed into a specific, you know, shoved into specific box as an actor like you see RDJ and Chris Evans like I want to be known for more than just this. But that they were also super beloved as this as Iron Man yep. and as Cap. But you hate for Brie Larson to not never be known for more than this because these aren't great. She's not getting the star treatment that Iron Man and Chris mm-hmm. Evans got. Kevin Feige, you got a lot of work to do with your studio. Mm-hmm. Especially but, with the Sean Gunn DCU coming up. James Gunn. James Gunn. That's what I meant. Sean Botch, Gunn. You I hope he's it. in there. 
shot. He could be. He, <laughs> he, he already has been in the Suicide Squad. He played oh, Weasel. Yeah. I need to see the Suicide Squad still. Yeah, pretty fun movie. But yeah. speaking of pretty fun, fun movie that does it and right, pretty good. Uh, we we had a conclusion to a show that we very much loved, and actually is the uh, the show that originated this podcast. That's right. Me and Ben would talk about the first season of Loki because as it was, it was coming so out because it was awesome. We loved that. And in those conversations, we realized, hey, maybe we could do this on YouTube. Here we are a couple years later, still trying to do it. <laughs> but oh, we're doing it. Loki season two. Uh, we got the introduction of the time loom in this Victor Timely uh, Ouroboros. Right. A lot of these cool concepts, a lot of these cool characters, Micah, uh, away from just the finale of Loki season two, what are your thoughts on the whole season? There were very few parts that I would say are subject to the superhero fatigue, um, you know, cringe Marvel at all. The only part, the only negative, I want to start with my one negative and it's how weird Miss Minutes was in that one episode with Victor Timely, how she was like, trying to seduce can, him. Yeah. Trying yeah. to seduce him. That was, ugh. yeah, that was the only part that I didn't really like about this whole show. Really? Besides that, dude, no complaints. This is the best show I have seen, and I haven't seen many shows in your sure. life. In my life, in I mean, your life, this I mean, is your favorite show okay, of all time. Okay, okay, I did watch Breaking Bad. I do love Breaking Bad. <laughs> the best Marvel show I've seen for sure. This is what he's not done with Terrible, folks. I'm not done keep, with Terrible. Keep that yeah. in mind, okay? And uh, Loki is an amazing close to a, a glorious character. That we have seen for the past 14 years. Mm -hmm. According to Tom Hiddleston, he'd been playing Loki for 14 years. And we finally see the glorious purpose that he was destined to sit on the throne. Full spoilers. Full, Full spoilers. spoilers for Loki season two. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I hope you guys uh, have seen it already. This is the, this is the, the greatest finale, the greatest show that we've seen on the Disney Plus shows. It is the only show that sits with a character and actually develops just it, it focuses on the one character Loki right in Kenobi we derail to this other character in Hawkeye we focus on Kate Bishop too in Secret Invasion we focus more on the scrolls and uh, the how bad Nick Fury is in that show in WandaVision that one was pretty good we get to learn more about Wanda we get to learn about Vision we get to learn about just like the dissection of these characters and Loki is the one that I think does it the best where we get to learn about just one character mm -hmm. we learn I mean in no in, even in here. addition yeah. we get these other characters mm -hmm. too but the main focus is Loki the main focus is him trying to find his purpose trying to find you know how can I fix this? Where do I fit in all this? Yeah. Yeah. How can I not just lose? That was, uh, I love him and Mo Mobius's relationship throughout this. I love how, uh, just the, the connection that mm -hmm. they have, the, uh, I gotta watch this again. Yeah. As far, I, that, I gotta watch that, it again. That's a great poll because right when I finish this, I'm like, man, I gotta go rewatch the whole series as a whole and know where it builds to. Cause I had theorized that 
um, all the glorious purpose talk, Loki would end up on the throne. I kind of called him the master weaver. Yeah. Very much the spider verse esque and which he, he very much ends up in this show. But I, as far as what I think is season two, I don't think it's as tight as season one. I think season one still the intrigue and the learning about this world, mm-hmm. uh, about the TVA variants, the, uh, Citadel at the end of time. That was all so cool the first time seeing that. So season two, I think, is definitely weaker. But we're talking about two very good Marvel projects. Yeah, and and remember, uh, two years ago, we had no idea about the multiverse stuff. Mm-hmm. Loki and WandaVision, that was before... I mean, we had Loki, WandaVision, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Those were the only shows that we really had out, and the discussion was going on for a while. Uh, we had no idea what was going to go on. We had Into the Spider-Verse was the only multiverse thing that we had, and we didn't even think that would be anywhere close to live action. Um, so everything we had was a shot in the dark. Mm-hmm. We had no idea that it was going to be about variant, like time travel, uh, multi-pathway, multi anything. Mm-hmm. And two years later, this is the only show that really, the only Marvel project that really holds its own as a singular entity entity yeah. project that you can watch and get a full, complete story. You can get a basis on multiverse. You can get a basis on Loki as a character and a conclusion as of Loki as a character. No other show Beginning, can do that. End. Yeah, every and, single show is like, all right, you gotta watch the next thing, and it's not going to be a season two of this show. It's going to be a movie, or it's going to be a cri- show. Or yeah, a big critique after season one came out was, man, why isn't this character tying into No Way Home or Multiverse of yeah. Madness? But now, when you can sit there, look at it as the director said, as a bookend. Season one was first half. Season two, second half. You love this. You love just complete projects mm-hmm. in and of themselves. That's why I love the Daredevil show so much. You know, there's a little bit in uh, season two where they go defenderize it, but I love just being able to sit down, watch a show. It's because that's the beauty of having these characters and playing in this world is, yes, it's part of a bigger universe, but you still want to be able to follow the the simple narratives, the simple stories. And mm-hmm. not that this is simple by any means because the time travel shenanigans very much get very very crazy and complex simple writing structure of beginning middle end right (laughs) you like that why yeah Yeah. we've had too many shows where it's just a bridge between that and something else that won't be out for the next three years so there's no real character anything it's just like all right hawkeye we're gonna introduce a bunch of daredevil stuff Uh, we're gonna introduce like vincent d'onofrio we're gonna uh she hulk we're gonna introduce daredevil we're gonna you know, have uh, some other characters and maybe we'll see She-Hulk again. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll see Hawkeye again. Maybe we won't. I, maybe we'll see the Eternals again. Maybe we won't. We have no mm-hmm. idea. There's just yeah. no future in mind. It feels like, you know what? It feels like DCEU. And I hate to say it because that's the biggest issue with DCU is that they didn't have a plan going forward. And I don't think that they have an overarching story right now. It sucks. Yeah, they have Kang. They have the multiverse saga. But do they have Kang? Yeah. They killed Kang. He who remains, sure. But Jonathan Majors, it seems like they're writing him out. We'll have to see. Well, we'll have time we, to see and think and ponder about this because we're going to have a year. We're going to have a year <laughs> of just openness and maybe some questions oh. will be answered in 
uh, Deadpool 3. But yeah, season two, I very much liked it. It was a very fun time. I mm. liked episode one was super strong. The way episode four concluded the first four episodes was super strong. Five, what they did, they kind of set up episode six. I think pacing wise, this season could have been a lot better. Yep. I think at times it was way too quick. With some of the, like the introduction of the loom, I thought was way too quick. And the way they solved that in episode one was also too quick. Uh, episode three, I believe, was very slow. I think they could have picked up the pace there. My my main complaint is I think this could have been an eight episode season. Oh, you just want more. <laughs> I want more. And I think they had the story to do that. Because if you watch any other show, it is not as quickly paced as this and maybe that's a big appeal the quick I think pace that, yeah i think that, i like i like the breathe the breathability that or the breathability is that a word yeah i like i think that this is the first of the marvel uh disney plus shows in a while uh maybe wandavision i haven't seen it in a while um where it moves and there's no real like filler there's, there's some filler. There's no real filler. filler where you're like, okay, why are we here? Right. Why, like, why is anything is going this? on? Yeah. yeah. She-Hulk is an example of, and Secret Invasion are examples of shows the Marvels, that the whole the movie. Marvels, yeah. They're examples of why are we here? What mm. are we doing? Why is why is this not producing anything meaningful towards the greater MCU? Why are we at a point where we are what 30, 40 projects in and there's nothing meaningful coming out of some stuff? Mm-hmm. And Loki comes through and does it. It comes through with some meaningful points. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, it very meaningful. I think the 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 stakes are there. The characters are there. The settings there. Like everything really comes together to really make you go, okay, I'm on board with this. I like Sylvie. I love mm-hmm. Mobius. I love Loki. Ouroboros is super cool. B-15 is a compelling character. Victor Timely and Kang, whatever they got going on with him, is super kind of interesting. Ravona Renslayer is really there. And uh, Miss, Miss Minutes is there, too. Yeah. I love the how uh, I love the end of time stuff and how they he revisit knew, it. He knew yeah. the whole time. Mm-hmm. How many times have we had this conversation? Is this the first time you thought to to do this? This is... I love I that. I paved the way. You know, with uh, what, so Groundhog Day, what is the estimation on how... Oh, I guess we could have thrown that up on the oh, table. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Uh, Groundhog Day, what is the estimation of how many years Bill Murray's character lived? I think a, a college uh, group did a, a project where they tried to calculate this, and it was somewhere in like hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. This one, they literally say centuries, mm-hmm. right? Centuries later to study and master all of this just for nothing, just for nothing uh, so that he can master the loom and the inserting of the, the time, whatever. And you pointed that out. We were a good 15 minutes in and they hadn't dropped the Loki title card title yet. card. Yet. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Yeah, the centuries later, it's very much hit like that that five-year time jump in Endgame. Mm. You're like, oh, whoa, this is a lad you're jumping through. But it, it ultimately worked out, and in the context of who Loki is and how old that character is when we first meet him, that's really not that much time yeah, for him. He's already like a thousand years. So. Right, so a few centuries is, yeah, that's a long time. But it really like hammers home like how much Loki cares mm how much he's willing to save this, how much he cares about the multiverse, how much he cares about 
his friends in the TVA and ultimately how much he cares about a single life that is Sylvie, mm. how he won't kill her. He just won't to save all the universe. And I, I do want to ask this much. though. What, what would have happened if Loki didn't say destroy the loom? Uh, what if, would have been the multiversal ramifications of if that? If he didn't destroy the loom and like killed Sylvie instead. Like, if, so there were three options. He could have killed Sylvie. Uh-huh. He could have destroyed the loom or he could have done what he did. And, Ooh. um, oh wait, no, he did destroy the loom. What was, what was the third one? Um, oh, oh, the third one is let he who remains, he who remains die. And then the end of time happens where all the, the things throughout the, the season we see, they turn into spaghetti. Mm-hmm. All these branches, they get cut because the sacred timeline failsafe of the loom is enacted. So, so kill kill Sylvie. Sylvie stays on the throne. Uh, destroy the loom and then have to do so, what he did. Yeah, kill Sylvie and join he who remains on the throne. Destroy the loom. Do what he did. Or uh, everything spaghetti. Everything spaghetti. Okay. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the three. And I think that out of the three, this will be the most interesting because he said uh, uh, he remains says that there's a war mm-hmm. that the loom prevents. It'll be interesting to see what he's talking about. Kang war. The Kangs are coming. Maybe? Well, it's not confirmed that it's the Kangs because it could have been written out. Could have. But we have no from idea. what we know and what they even say at the end of this, like are any any uh he who remains variants coming? There's they talked about Ant Man, how they negated that, but more more could come. So we'll see. We'll see what they do with Kang going forward yeah. as a villain. But how do you feel about Loki's ending as a character and what what is the that heck? the end of Loki? What do you think? Ethan? I think for now it is. I think it would be a very satisfying end to Loki. It would be cool if we see him later as like a, a kind of a red skull or cameo. a watcher, a watcher, yeah, a watcher. Because look, he's not dead. Yeah, he's just he's there. He's, he's the god that he was destined to be. Right, right. What a it's, cool! It is really cool. He he always wanted that character. throne. Yeah, right. I uh, I think we just rewatched the scene, didn't we? Yeah, I was destined to sit in a throne, right? But. You, father, you you never would have had me there because you would never want a frost giant sitting on the throne, mm-hmm. right? It was never my destiny to sit on the throne. And we see him sitting on the throne. That such a cool, satisfying ending. Do you think that it came up too quick? Or do you think that they earned that right there? I think it's earned. I think, um, I mean, definitely compared to the other shovelware that Marvel's been putting out on the, the Disney Plus, this one is definitely closest to being earned. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that we have the the best character here. Yeah, people are saying that this is the greatest hero of all time. I don't think that. I think it's too soon to say that he's the greatest hero of all time. Right. Coolest uh, villain turned hero. Oh, I've definitely. Seen. You love to see this and just see because even going back and watching season one, Loki's still very much the villainous Loki. Yeah, he's still very much like tricking Mobius and backstabbing people trying to escape with sylvie he's very anti-tva in that first season so getting to watch the show as a full narrative it's really really cool to see where he goes and especially re-watching that first avengers film where he is even that first thor film where he starts versus where he ends and i love the mirroring his last line in uh the first thor i could have done it father for you for all of us, mm-hmm. he lets go right of the rainbow bridge, and he quote unquote dies. But then his last line in this is also 
He's talking to Mobius and Sylvie for you, for all of us. Mm. And I love just the, the writers still acknowledging, oh yeah, there's a rich, rich, rich lore to this character. And we're going to tap into that. Something we don't get in many other uh, Marvel characters. Unfortunately, they don't look back at the other stuff. But Yeah, season two. Anything season else, two, Mike? Or are we, we winding I, this down? I believe that's it. The next project that we have is What If Season 2, right? That's Or Echo. I when's Echo coming out? What If is coming out this year. Is it? Yeah. What If Season 2 was confirmed for holiday season? Um, we'll see. <laughs> so they're going to shadow drop it much like the, didn't they shadow drop the first season? No, I don't remember. No, it was a shadow drop for you. Cause you weren't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it'll be shadow drop for you. Cause you're not paying attention. I guess not. But yeah, uh, that's, that's about all we have. Uh, yeah, don't... watch out for our Ant-Man and the Wasp Marvel movie marathon watch through. Right. We, we really ran out of steam here at the end. Like Loki season two is great. Yes. Go watch Loki season two is very much worth your time. Uh, it really makes you think a lot about, uh, destiny, about purpose, about free will, what your plan is and all the universe and your purpose. You know, it really makes you think I love stuff that makes you think like that and, it's worth your time. We're going to get to dive into it much, much, much later. We're going to do a deep dive, hopefully one day on the series of Loki, but check it out. It's, it's a really good show. Really fun watch, really satisfying watch. Micah closing. Yeah. Watch, watch Loki. It's great. Don't watch the Marvels. It's <laughs> trash. Um, if you watched Miss Marvel and you really like that character and you want to see more of her, which I like Miss Marvel. Yeah. You, you could watch it, I guess. Uh, just once though. Yeah, don't, but don't Loki, pay for it. You, if you love time travel shenanigans, it's got very much Doctor Who esque stuff. It's got uh, Desmond's the constant elements in there. Uh, Ouroboros, very much a full loop. Very cool within the season. Uh, the first four episodes loop back on each other, and then the last two episodes loop back on the whole series as a whole. So I really like that. But mm. yeah. With that being said, we'll see you for Ant-Man and the Wasp. That'll be on the next podcast, correct? It will be. It will be. So that'll come out not yeah, probably next Monday. We don't know. We're we're a little busy. The holiday season's coming up. Release schedule's gonna be a bit a little bit blocky, but we wanted to deliver to you guys with this episode. But yeah, thanks for joining us. I'm Ethan Wenceloff. I'm Captain Micah. Signing off. We all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. Yeah.